Thank you. You know, we've been talking, and you can look with me to Psalms chapter 50. We've been talking about dominion. And I shared a number of things about the enemy comes in and tries to pressure us to back away from the Word of God. And I just want to share two words with you that you usually wouldn't hear for a service on dominion. But the Lord put it on my heart this week. And it's going to make total sense to you. So, so when the enemy comes in and we read out of James uh, chapter 1 and after chapter 5 last week. And it talked about the trials and tribulations and the trying of your faith. But how many of you know how does it start off? Count it all joy. Say that with me. Joy. Joy. Count it all joy. And I want you to see here in Psalms 50. And I want to start off with, with just one word. Uh, and then we'll get into the second word. Psalms 50 uh, verse 5. Gather my saints together to me. God's talking here. Those who had made a covenant, say made a covenant, with me by sacrifice. Those who had made a covenant. Now look at verse 14. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. And I want you to see there verse 14. The word vows is the same word covenant. And, and you see the word, what I'm going to talk, start off talking about tonight. There's two words that will establish you in dominion. And the first one is the word thanksgiving. It says in verse 5 there in, in chapter 50, it says, I have called my children to me who I've made covenant with. But then it says in verse 14, but also you have made a covenant to me. To come and worship me. And that's how we are bound together. And he's talking here about doing your part of the covenant. So then I will do my part of the covenant. And what is that? Verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver you. And you shall glorify me. Right there. That's dominion. Thanksgiving. You do your vows to me. And I will keep my vows with you. You come and be thankful. Thank, be thankful. Not unthankful, not unconsidered, but be thankful to me. If you want me to deliver you in the day of trouble, don't forget to give me thanksgiving for everything that you do have. Before you be complaining about what you don't have, make sure you're praising me for what you do have. He says, if I will keep my part of the covenant if you keep your part of the covenant. And how many times we let days go by and we don't even offer up voices of thanksgiving unto the Lord. Amen. He says, I will deliver those of a thankful heart. How many remember we studied in Proverbs 4.23? Guard your heart because out of it flows the issues, the deliverances, the boundaries uh, of your heart, the breakthroughs. Now look with me in Psalms chapter 95. Psalms chapter 95 verse 1. This is so important. This is so important for breakthrough. Psalms 95 verse 1. Oh, come and let us sing unto the Lord. Let us sing unto the Lord. Let us what? Let us what? Shout how? How? Loudly or joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Verse 2. Let us come before His presence with what? Thanksgiving. And it says it again. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and the great King above all gods. How many of you know that?
that David is saying there. Listen, you've got a covenant with God and God's got a covenant with you. But listen, this is the way God is expecting us to live. To live with a thankful heart. To come in His presence and to sing with our mouth and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. How many of you know that we... I'm going to show you one of the words in the Hebrew talks about that we're called to be party animals. The only problem is, is that the world feels like they've got to get drunk before they can have fun. But we, the Christians, need to learn we get, we have fun and then we get drunk. Amen. I mean, we're the opposite. We're the opposite. We need to come in church and we need to come in church expecting new things and exciting things. I mean, listen, we got a new projector coming in this week that's just going to be widescreen and it's just going to be classy. We got things coming up on the walls. We got lights coming in here. I mean, it's, I might even hang a disco ball in the middle just to make the religious spirit mad. I mean, we want to come and just have a time. We're going to have flat screen TVs in the foyer. It's going to have worship and movies and things going on. Why? Because we want the atmosphere to be one of being light and hearty and excited. And we want the church where you come and everybody just goes, Golly! I mean, we just want people to come and say, Wow, look what's going on. Why? Because church is supposed to be fun. I love Martin Luther said, If you can't get happy, you don't need to go to heaven. Because if you know you're going to heaven, you got to be happy. Because if there's no joy in you, how can you be unfaithful and unjoyful? with all that our Savior has given us. And so, that's why we ain't got dead people hanging on our wall. No. We got the living God on the inside of us. Amen. He's not dead anymore. He's alive. And church needs to be a place of excitement and enthusiasm. And man, I can't wait to go there. Because what are they going to play on the screen today? We saw a blind man climbing Mount Everest. I mean, who knows what you'll be seeing next Sunday. And the Sunday after, I already got a few things planned. Why? Because I want church needs to be exciting. And you come and go, and and Lord, I just want to praise you. And I want to magnify you. And I want to glorify you and exalt you. Because this word is singing, sing unto the Lord. Oh, come and let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God. Why do I need to praise Him? Oh, He's a great God. How many can testify to that tonight? How many can testify He's a great God? He's a great God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great God. He's a marvelous God. How many can testify He's the great King above all God? Amen. His presence opens up with thanksgiving. Well, church was dead today. Well, did you do your part? Nothing happened. Well, were you watching or were you worshiping? Were you joyful? Well, you don't know what all I'm going through. He's a great God. He's a great King. I didn't come to sing to man. I came to sing to my King. I came to shout and be crazy for my King. Amen. If Britney Spears can be crazy for the devil, we ought to be crazy for Jesus. If Ozzy Osbourne can be crazy for the devil, we ought to be crazy for Jesus. Amen. If the world can be crazy for the devil, we ought to be crazy for our God. To you. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Right there, that tells me if I want to get into the gates of glory, 
I want to get in the presence of God, I have to have thanksgiving in my heart. And into His courts with praise. It goes on to say, be thankful. Say that with me. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. You know, I, I could preach about binding and loosening. I could preach about pleading the blood of Jesus. But I know a lot of people that live binding and loosening, attacking principalities and powers. God come against you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And live a life tormented and nothing happens. Why? Because we go, we meditate so much in this area where it's just so simple that he says, just enter into my presence with thanksgiving. Come before me with a thankful heart. We wonder, why aren't things happening? What's in my heart? Lord, I praise you. I worship you. I glorify you. I love you, Lord. And I tell you, that's one of the things that will give the church dominion. Look at 2 Corinthians uh, 4, verse 15. 2 Corinthians 4. Oh, we want to be the church Jesus wants. He says, I will build my church and we want to be the church Jesus builds and Jesus wants us to be. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving. Say that with me. Thanksgiving to abound, abound. Say that with me. Abound to the glory of God. You know what? The more thanksgiving, the more glory. We read about the court, Shane. We read about the throne, Shane. We read about our God, Shane. But you know what connects us to the courts and the throne and God and the glory? The glory, God, the courts and the throne. Thanksgiving. Wow. And I know you say, this is so simple. Oh, but it's so absent. It seems like, why don't we have more presence of God? Why isn't there more thanksgiving? Thanksgiving creates the atmosphere for the glory of God. God's glory won't go where there's strife and division and bickering. The glory goes where there's thanksgiving. Amen? Hallelujah. Now look right there. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. As the Spirit of God was ministering this to me, it just seems like, man... You know, this may seem like a simple message, but this is profound. To be thankful. I would love to take everyone here to Argentina and Bolivia where to get to some of the churches we would go to. And Cody would go with me, even as a little boy. And you're talking about a mile of rocks to cross over in the mountains. And then you get to a river and there's one tree that was chopped down and the tree is across, a small little tree is across the river and you got to walk that river like that. And I got it all on video. And daddies have to pick up the stroller with the baby in it and walk the log to get to the open area where we have church in somebody's backyard. And gold intestines hanging from the tree. Oh, yummy. And, and, uh, Little boys urinating right here. And the ladies filling the buckets up with water to make the Kool-Aid right here. Yeah. 
I think you might would learn to be thankful for what you got. Huh? Hallelujah. Man, I thank God for the cushion on the chairs, carpet on the floors. My wife, she's barefoot right now and it's wintertime. In Argentina, she would wear long johns underneath her flannel dresses and bring water bottles in my briefcase. Hot water bottles. And, and have hot water bottles here, there, and the other. I mean, and here you got heat and air. Got so many things, but more than that. But even those people, though they had nothing, they would sing with all of their heart. And they would dance even though their bones were hurting them because of malnutrition and other things. And, and just blessing the name of the Lord because God was all they had. So they gave Him all they got. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. And it says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Amen. Praying. But praying with the Lord, I, I, I just love you. I just worship you, King. I just praise you. Look at Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Be watchful in it, in prayer, with thanksgiving. How many, know we keep, how, how many times have we heard this word already tonight? With thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open uh, us to a door to the Word. I believe Thanksgiving will open up a door to the world. Word. Now look at chapter 2, verse 7. Right there, same book. Chapter 2, verse 7. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding, there's that word again, abounding in Thanksgiving. I think Christians, we ought to have a overflow of Thanksgiving. I think Christians ought to have an overflow of thanksgiving. And didn't you notice, the Word of God says, and I'm not going to go into all kind of definitions tonight, the Word of God just says it. You'll be rooted. You'll be grounded. If you're thankful. If you have a thankful heart. And not just a little bit, but abound. You'll be rooted. You'll be grounded. You know what Simon means when he said, Simon, who do men say that I am? Simon means shaky leaf. How many of you know we studied three weeks on the tree, the roots, the leaves, and the fruit? Simon means shaky leaf, but he got his name changed to something that's unshakable, a rock. And I believe that we will be established and we will abound when we learn to live a life of thanksgiving. Just walking. Walk in your house. Try this this week. Walk in your house. And instead of complaining how the kids are, thank God for the kids. Instead of complaining they didn't clean their room again, thank God we have healthy kids that at least mess up their room instead of not having any kids. Thank God that they're healthy. Thank God for my kids. Thank God for my husband who don't push the toothpaste in the right place. You know, my wife was reading me a story. And this lady lost her husband and her children. And she even said, even if I could just have them back for a small argument. Just a small argument. If I could just have them back at my table. And we need to learn to be so thankful for what we have. The big and the small. Amen? 
So we see that we're established and don't waver. Double man receives nothing of the Lord. Thanksgiving roots and establishes and matures us in the things of the Lord. Now I want to go to the second thing right quick. So I told you I'd give you two and it'd just be a little bit. Uh, I want you to look with me in Proverbs chapter 17. The second word that I just got put on my heart. That's part of dominion. That I know it's part of the Christian's life, but it's part of dominion. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. Are you there? A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart. Uh, uh, somebody once said, joy is the surest sign of the presence of God. Grimness is not a Christian virtue. There are no sad saints. At least there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any sad saints. Of all people, we got enough to praise God and be thankful for. And it says, a merry heart does good like a medicine. Medicine, that's dominion. Amen? Merry means joyful. A, a merry heart contributes to our quality of life. A glad countenance. It means that pain and problems and pressures shrink before a merry heart. It impacts our life. The word medicine, listen to that. The word medicine is our English word cure. A merry heart works a cure. Is a cure for what we're going through. How many know that's dominion? That's breakthrough. A merry heart is a cure. There are uh, clinics today that uh, believe that, la that there are laughter clinics today. And you ever saw that movie Patch Adams with Robin Williams? You know, they did not. He went through all kind of problems because he wanted to bring clowns and noses and laughter into the hospitals. And the old sourpuss doctors didn't want that. No, we don't need to be having that here. That did just like church. We don't want laughter in church. We don't want funny noses in church. We don't want people laughing in church. They didn't want it in the hospital either. And guess what? Both places are full of sick people. The Word of God says, A merry heart doeth good is a cure like medicine. When I got to Argentina, I got rebuked in my house from a pastor. You laugh too much. Said, sorry, buddy, but I'm happy. And that's why you ain't married. That's what I told him. <laughs> Old and single. Who wanted to marry? He believed you got to be in church and all the time. Just, mm. Well, I wouldn't marry you either. <laughs> a merry heart. Do it good like a medicine. You know, as you know, we, 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 we battled things on the mission field and autism and stuff like that. But if you watch our home movies, I can't tell you the times you watch our home movies and in the background, you can hear the three stooges constantly. Somebody said, how is one of the ways you, you fought the enemy? All the three stooges collection. Oh, we had the three stooges on all the time. <laughs> Laughing and just all the time to keep the atmosphere because if you go outside the worshiping of pagan gods, the sacrifice of animals, the drunkenness and everything that's going on, the third world poverty and all this other stuff.
thank God for the ministry of Mo, Joe, and Larry. I think they ought to make a new one. And I think Larry, the cable guy, ought to be Joe. Or Curly, I mean. Ought to be Curly. And then we got an idea for the other two. But, uh... <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to this. Somebody wrote this. Comedy is an escape. Not from truth, but from despair. When you're down, you don't need to be watching down movies. Don't ever watch soap operas. But don't watch depressing stuff when you're depressed. Put the Three Stooges on. You can buy them for a dollar at Walmart. Put Barney on. Not Barney the dinosaur. Barney Five with the bullet. Andy Griffith. I mean... You need to keep a light atmosphere. And people are, I know people are saying, boy, you ain't religious. I only put on Jesse Duplantis. And I only put on people who make me laugh. I don't see how you can be telling us to be watching them worldly comedy movies. Just, just by what you're saying says it all. Now, I got Jesse Duplantis, but I got more Three Stooges than I do of Jesse. They do it for me. What does it for you? When you're having a down day, a blue day. Comedy's not an escape. It's a freedom from desperation. How many of you ever go through it? You know? Well, you do that to encourage yourself. Look with me at Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. Proverbs 15, verse 15. Look at this. Proverbs fifteen fifteen. All the days of the afflicted are evil. Oh my. Woe agonies me. But look what it goes on to say. But he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Now it says there, it says the afflicted, that means depressed. The depressed are continually depressed. But the merry have a continual feast. And that word feast is the word party. Now, in the 80s, you're going to really disown me tonight, but that's okay. In the 80s, Eddie Murphy had this song, party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. He was saying this song, party all the time. Well, some some people from the 80s still remember that. Well, anyway, I think that ought to be the attitude. Party all the time. Listen, when we fight, it's like Elf. It's tickle fight. It's tickle fight. Instead of real fighting, let's tickle fight. Don't last long. She don't like to be tickled. But anyway, it's tickle fight. But listen, it says he that has a merry heart ought to be of a continual party. Laughing. And being merry, having a good time. And listen, if you get judged and people talk about you, just come on my side of the line. And let them talk about us. Because I, I tell them all the time. I tell these guys, you know, they're on staff. God bless them. Bless you, my son. These guys, 
They see me all kind of ways. And I, I pray, Lord, I'm going to behave today. And I'm going to be an example today. Because, Lord, I know I have to behave. And we went to Dallas for four days together in the same room. Lord, I've got to do their wives a favor and behave. But they contaminate me. It's their fault. But we're going around and having a fun and having a party. And people don't know we're preachers. Not because we're doing anything bad. It's not that. No, we're not, it's not that. And just, you know, we don't walk around. And we're just cutting up, having fun, laughing, having a good time. And, and, and look how healthy we are. <laughs> look how healthy we are. Why? A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. The Bible says so. Yeah, but you ain't got the problems I got. You don't know what type of problems I've got. I can't go into them. But I'm laughing my way out of them in Jesus' name. Listen to the message translation. A miserable heart means a miserable life. A cheerful heart fills the day with a song. Dippity do da, dippity eye. Oh my my, what a wonderful day. Amen. Got a bunch of party animals in this church. Boy, y'all are giving me looks tonight. Hallelujah. But it says, a miserable heart makes a miserable life. And you know what? I don't want people to leave me and say, man, that dude's miserable. That dude's down. Man, it's depressing just to look at him. When you leave, you go around saying, that man's crazy. (laughs) I'm happy. And I believe in happiness. And God wants you happy. You see people going to church with their Bibles on the back dashboard, getting all the oil sucked out of them. And you see the people right with their Bibles on the back dashboard. You know they're going to church. And they had a couple fighting in the front seat this morning on the way to church we saw. And then people all sad. And after church, leaving the parking lots. And they're all sad. And where are you going? Well, you think I'm going to church? Man. <laughs> Go with me First Peter. First Peter chapter 1. Y'all have heard me say these things before. Man, put on a happy face when you come to Word of Grace in the morning. People are looking. I'm telling you, people are looking. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. That's the genuineness of your faith. Being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, and though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The message says, I know how great this makes you feel, even though you must have to put up with every kind of aggravation. In the meantime, pure gold put in the fire comes out 
as proved and pure, genuine faith. But through this suffering comes out proved and genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of His victory. You never saw Him, yet you love Him. You still don't see Him, yet you trust Him with laughter and singing. Because you have kept on believing, you'll get what you're looking forward to, total salvation. Laughter. I can't even go over the scriptures on laughter. There's so many. But laughter and singing, learning to laugh, he's talking about in the hard places. Now that's dominion. You want to talk dominion? Learning to laugh in the hard places. And you want to talk about double dominion? Learning to laugh at yourself. <laughs> I mean you two both, brother. Double dominion. Learn to laugh at yourself. Man, my, I hear about the mistakes I make with English. I just got to laugh or cry. I got to laugh because I got to get back and up in two more days and do it all over again. Learn to laugh at yourself. Learn to laugh in the hard times. That's dominion that glorifies God. Amen? Oh my, you didn't turn the alarm on for me. Oh, hallelujah. Anyway, a merry heart will get you to the end. It's the prescription of life. How many have a prescription? Here's the prescription. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, listen, it's done gone past time. Uh, I'll give you the rest of this later on. There's just a little bit more, but, but I don't want to keep you too late because I know you're getting used to the new time today. I, I think I've done enough harm tonight. <laughs> but there are so many scriptures. And one of the scriptures I was going to give, give you in Psalm chapter 2, it says that the Lord sits upon His throne and laughs. I read this in a book uh, the other day that said, or a while back that said, Karl Marx. The communist, he laughed and said, there is no God. The next thing said, God laughed and said, there's no Karl Marx. (laughs) God has the last laugh. And you just need a good laugh. Uh, Go ahead. About laughing, we... uh, Oh, she got short. Oh, Y'all not going to get mad at me, Daryl, if I, if I tell on y'all, huh? You have to forgive me. You're in church. We went to Daryl and Gail's one time for supper. And you're talking about laughter. And uh, his son was there. And he tickled his mom in front of us just to hear her laugh. He says, you got to hear my mom laugh. She sounds like a dinosaur. And he tickled her and tickled her and tickled her until she did sound like something off Jurassic Park. But I've never met anybody that wanted to show off somebody else's laugh. That's good. Isn't that good? That's good. So, this is our homework. Let's show off each other's laugh this week. Some may not have heard your mate laugh in a long time. And I know you've been through hard times and you're going through hard times. But we read in First Peter, you've got to learn to laugh even in the hard times because it's medicine and a cure to your body. He who laughs, last. 
Amen? Let's stand.